Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God, our Heavenly Father, from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The last six weeks during our midweek Lenten services, we've been talking about the miracles of Lent, those things which happened on the day Jesus died, today as we remember, Good Friday. And all of the miracles that we've been studying over the last six weeks show us one thing over and over. We need godly intervention. And one thing, one thing teaches this lesson best. Death. There is one thing I could get rid of in life. It would be death. I hate death. I think it's built into us as human beings to recoil, to resist, to push back against death. And, and not just in the church, but but in every single person, there is a, a built-in resistance to death. It's why you've switched diet plans seven or eight times now. It's why you go to the gym, even though you don't like going to the gym. And if you do like going to the gym, okay. It's why you don't really like going to the doctor even though it's really good that you would go to the doctor? Because you fear that, that he or she would say to you that day that, that word that you don't want to hear, tumor, cancer, death. You don't want to hear it. You push back against it. And even, even in our entertainment, in the world around us, we resist death. Why do you think there are so many hero movies. It's not just because they do well at the box office. It's because we look and we see that we need somebody outside of ourselves, someone bigger than ourselves, to rescue us. Next Friday, a movie is coming out. It's called Avengers Endgame. And, and I already, I have my tickets, and I'm not even waiting until next Friday, right? I'm going Thursday night at 11 p.m. like I'm still in college. And I'm, I'm going to get home from the movie at like 2.30 in the morning. But the entire, the entire theme of Avengers Endgame is that half of the universe has been wiped out. Half of all living people are gone, and at the end of the last movie... The bad guy won. What kind of hero movie ends with the bad guy winning? The Bible kind of does. I mean, if you stop on Good Friday and you look at the way that the men and the women who follow Jesus react to their Savior being arrested being beaten, being tortured and killed, everyone runs. No one stays. No one sticks up and says, you know what, uh, Pontius Pilate, I know Jesus. He's a good man. You shouldn't crucify him. Peter three times denies knowing his Savior and the rooster crows. Judas one of the twelve is the man who sold his Savior out for 30 pieces of silver. And every single one scatters. 
I would too. And so would you because, because this was the man who was supposed to save us. This is the man who was supposed to rescue us. We were crying, Hosanna on Sunday. Save us now. And what happened? You couldn't even save yourself. Come on. How can he die? And he does. In the movie, there's a line that echoes through the trailer. They, they let every hero say it. They're going to do whatever it takes to get their friends back. They're going to do whatever it takes to rescue those who are lost. Death is such a high price to pay. Even our culture is setting up miraculous things for us to look at and to be encouraged by that, that people band together and fight against death, whatever it takes. And ultimately, ultimately we want what we're owed as long as it's good for us. We tend to to judge ourselves by our intentions, but we judge other people by their results. And yet, the death Jesus dies is the death we earned. God told Adam and Eve in Genesis 2.17, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. Death is a punishment. Death was not a part of creation. Death was a punishment for our disobedience. God hates death just as much as we do. Because he doesn't just let us fall, he picks us up. The promise of the, of the Savior Jesus who dies is that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and yet are justified by His grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. And again, Paul tells us, for the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Whatever it takes is amazing and it's something God certainly can do in Jesus, but whatever it takes is something I cannot do. Earlier today in our 11 a.m. service, uh, the family's sitting out front here and we're collecting the offering. And uh, I come back and I stand in the middle and I'm, I'm just kind of looking and smiling at my family. I, I throw up an I love you to Grace because she always gives me the, the I love you sign. And then I'm looking at Liz holding baby Gene and he just vomits. Just like, <sighs> and I held it together. And no one knew, but you do. <laughs> right? Whatever it takes until I have to clean up vomit. Whatever it takes until the diaper isn't just pee, but it's also something else. Whatever it takes until you do something that really hurts my feelings and then we can't be friends anymore. Whatever it takes until, um, you know, we're going to go in another direction. And so we're going to have to let you go. Whatever it takes 
is something I can't do. I, I'm, I'm not willing to give up even little things in my life, like seeing a nerdy movie. And, and yet, do I, do I cling, do I cling and, and, and hold tightly to my wife and to my kids? Absolutely. Do I hold so tightly that I wouldn't even give them to God? I mean, we've had talks before, him and I, about how unwilling I am to let go of certain things. Mainly certain people. Don't you dare. And yet he might. Yet he could. And for some of us, he already has. Whatever it takes is, is something I cannot do. I don't know if it's something you can do. But it's definitely something that God can do. What do you cling to? What do you cling to that you won't let go? They were sitting there this morning. But God, God is different than you and me. He does whatever it takes. And the greatest miracle that he reserves is Jesus' death and resurrection. The greatest miracle of Lent is that death brings life. Jesus dies and amazing things happen. Matthew tells us in chapter 27, the curtain temple, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. The earth shook, the rocks were split, the tombs were opened. And many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised and coming out of the tombs after his resurrection, they went into the holy city and appeared to many. Jesus dies, but he rises. The, cling, the clinging that I do, the things I hold so tightly, I need to let go of and give to him. Because like my wife and my children are not safest in my arms. They're safest in his. Because he's the one who will not just protect them now, but in Christ Jesus will protect them forever. And the ones who are gone, the, the ones who, who, who lie in rest, the promise that Jesus gives us is because he is alive, they will rise too. Because he says death is not okay. He says, I'm going to come to stop death. And he does. Good Friday is an awful day that it is no way good without the Sunday which follows. If Jesus had stayed in the tomb, if he had stayed dead, there would be nothing for you and me to cling to. But because he lives, he's the promise for you and me, that there's good news on the other side. On the other side of the diagnosis. On the other side of the death and the loss. Jesus dies 
and rises and invites us to see. To see with eyes of faith the things that he has done for you and me. And then he invites us to share his love with everyone. And and the disciples, they, they can't stop. Paul tells us in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, he says, I've become all things to all people that by all means I might save some. It's a message worth sharing. It's a message worth loving others so that they can hear the good news. And the promise is this. There is a day which is coming in your future. It is a promise to you that he will wipe away every tear from your eye. Death shall be no more. Neither shall there be crying, nor mourning, nor pain anymore, because the former things will have passed away. Whatever it takes, he gives for you. He proves this. The nails and the cross. He gives his son, his only son, for you. For life. Forever. It hurts sometimes. He knows. And He will not stop loving you and encouraging you and holding you, caring for you. Because what's true is that Jesus died, but He rose for you forever. Pray with me. Lord, it hurts sometimes. And you know what's in our hearts and on our minds. You feel our pain. Thank you. Thank you for Jesus. That you sent your son to live, to die, but also to rise. That we've been saved from sin and death and we've been promised life forever with you and with all who have gone before in faith. Remind us daily of all that you've done that we might see and share. This we pray through the Holy Spirit in Jesus' name.